Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Asking me to clap. I feel like a seal when I'm clapping. You've got the clap. You've got the clap. You've got the clap. Have you ever had the clap? I don't even know what it is, Amy. I don't know what it is. You've been that. Why is it? What is the clap? I don't know what crabs is. They're slightly witchy things, isn't it? Weeks ago, didn't you? I've never had any STDs. Mr. Wonder. Can you believe that? <laughs> I really haven't. See, I'm not what you think I am. You so are what I think you are. But you, you, you're quite sensible what you are. <laughs> um, hi. Hi, well, hello there. <laughs> Welcome. So I'm going to tell you something funny. So before we have been um, recording off Amy's laptop, and I think it sounded bloody good. It did sound bloody good. But now, you see, we, we've been... Um, We've been given these two <laughs> wonderful microphones. I do really feel like I'm in broadcasting. <laughs> you look like you're in broadcasting. Don't I? It makes you look quite intelligent, actually. Fucking you bitch. should wear that all the time. What, headphones? <laughs> yeah, headphones and a microphone. We could go out on the street and interview people. Well, we could with these bad well, boys. we can't fucking now. No, we can't can now. We? <laughs> no, we can't. We can't do anything. We Not are doing anything actually, now. No, no. The cat's going to eat me in a minute. <laughs> It's looking at me. Um, welcome to episode seven. It's episode seven. Seven. Yeah. We could talk. I think we'd last this long. I just thought we'd do one and she'd get bored. <laughs> I thought we'd do two. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, this is episode seven. And this yeah. one is a very special episode. Yeah. Where I get to talk about myself because usually Amy gets to talk about herself quite a lot and I just really listen or take the piss out of her. So this one, well, I get to talk. It's a nice talk. change. Yeah, done it just. Mm. Yeah, it's basically about me talking about my cancer. Yeah. Me talking about my right breast. Yep. She's no longer with us. <laughs> She's dearly departed. Um, yeah. Just talk about the journey, talk about what happens, talk about how I feel, how I am. What I am. Um, <laughs> I don't think we ever figure that one out, do we? Not really, not in this episode. It's a fascinating story. Is it? And it's a positive, happy story. Te- definitely. And it, I, I don't do it with... Um, I did have to have a wine tonight, though. <laughs> I've been putting this one off. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard. It's hard talking about deep, personal It is. It's hard shit, to talk about it? your boobs. Yeah. I mean, your boobs. Yeah. 
Well, let's not go anywhere with I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I've come to terms with Flat that. boobs. Yeah, it is what it is. It is, isn't it? It is what it is. <laughs> they look like, like a JCB has run over them. <laughs> Mine are very pert. <laughs> Amy's are very flat. <laughs> oh. I want to get a little air pump and pump them. They need up. something. I know. They're really not, sore at the moment. I'm due on. Not even a pair of socks could do anything for you, though. That's the funny They're thing. all right, wouldn't they? They're all right. They feel nice. But they just look a bit sad. When she says they feel nice, she's actually like touching her hip. When she says that, because they're wrapped round her hip right now. She could tuck them I wish into they were her that belt. Fucking big. She could tuck them into your belt. <laughs> Except, do you remember on Little Britain? Lola's watched it recently, and the um, Matt Lucas plays the uh, posh old lady who's in the nursing home. And she's got the real like V tits set down. To That's her it. Knees. Bubbles. 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 <laughs> Oh, oh, fuck my life. Room. Sorry, Aim. No, it's fine. I'll, I'll take it. Take it. I'll take it where I can get it's it. Sorry, I've got no nipple. <laughs> Smooth boobs. <laughs> and, uh, well, let's find out all about your boobs yeah. then. Here all we go. Right. We'll Here see we you on the other side. <laughs> Good evening, Good Amy. evening. <laughs> Why are you giggling like that? Because oh, I always, I don't know, I just laugh. That's my thing, isn't it? I think you look at me and you giggle. Well, <laughs> it's just something on my face. It's because you've got polar bear pyjamas on. Well, thank God they look like polar bears. But, what are they supposed to look like? Well, sometimes if I'm fat, they stretch and they look like some other kind of animal. <laughs> They're really nice. It looks really furry. My little sister bought me these. I live in these. That's my, that's my loungewear, darling. <laughs> loungewear. Yeah, very yeah. loungy. Well, you know. I just pop round, <laughs> do a podcast as you do in my PJs. So this week we're talking about the fucking C word. <laughs> it's a really, yeah, it's a really um, fun topic this week, guys. Um, not yeah. talking about your cunt, are we? We're talking about no, we're definitely not talking about that. <laughs> she was left well alone. <laughs> Yeah. So we kind of glanced over it a bit before, didn't we, when we were doing the whole breastfeeding episode and you yeah. said that Idris had stopped uh, feeding from one side because you'd found, and then they found a lump, basically, yeah. or you found a lump. So yeah. So what happened? Because it wasn't then, it wasn't when you were breastfeeding that it all kind of came out, was well, it? no, I, I can remember, um, I, I was going to a family um, meal and my mum and my little sister and my little boy were in the flat and I'd felt I'd felt a lump on my right breast and I just I just kind of put it in the back of my mind where was it it was just it was just above my nipple right so it was and I'm, so I'm like, actually feeling my nipple I know, but right you do, but it's like because I've <laughs> yeah was it so was it like on on like the front of it was like a really weird lump because it was it was a lump that you could feel and you could kind of move it around. Yeah. And um, it didn't hurt. I didn't yeah. have any pain. And so I remember saying to my mum, well, I found this lump and I didn't know, really know what it was, but could she kind of check it out? Yeah. Um, so she did. She checked it out. She said, oh, I think you'll be fine, but just go to the doctor on Monday. 
And I remember sort of not not really paying any attention. Like it was in the back of my mind, but it wasn't really. Mm-mm. It wasn't really something that I thought, oh my God, this is really serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I spoke to my cousin, Emma, and she was, my auntie died of cervical cancer. So I think there was a bit of <gasps> moment yeah. where people were like, okay. And I could, I can remember feeling like, my mum had probably said something and I'd said something to my cousin anyway. Was that your mum's sister? Yeah, my mum's twin sister died of cervical cancer. So it was it, it was a bit, a bit of a sore topic yeah. um, and a bit of a difficult one as well, especially in the women in our family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, we, we went through the meal, I got through it and then the next day was Sunday and I think the next day was Monday and I went to the doctors and the doctor felt the lump and he said oh we're gonna send you straight to to get checked and I was like then okay and he said we'll we'll refer you don't worry it'll be you know within two weeks I was like okay it's a little bit odd it's a little bit strange but he did say at the time you know you you are breastfeeding yeah it's probably just um you know blocked milk duct it's probably nothing to be too concerned about but we'll send you anyway I can remember getting the letter and having to phone up, um, you know, to get an appointment. Mm. I think at that point I did did think, oh, shit, I'm fucked now, aren't I? If this is, yeah. like, if this is it, like, I'm 39, I'm fucked. Like, I do remember, I can remember this, like, as, as I'm talking about it, it's all, it all yeah, comes back yeah. to these memories. And I went in and I sat in Whips Cross and I um, I waited for them to call my name. And um, when they called me in and she looked uh, and she felt my breast and she said, right, you need to, we need to give you a mammogram. Right. Um, And then we need to give you an ultrasound. And I went, what, all at the same time? She said, yeah, all at the same time. And I think then that's when I really sort of thought, right, this is something actually quite serious. Yeah. It's not something that's not what you think it is. Yeah. It's definitely something. She said, you know, you don't need to be concerned. This happens all the time, you know, one in five. Um, we just bring back and, you know, you have to sit and have the, the whole process done at the same time. I said, okay, no problem. And then she said, once I had it all done, we're going to take you to the back room and we need to do a biopsy. But it was like, I can remember looking at my my um, my phone and it was like seven o'clock at night. So I'd been right. there for quite a while. Yeah. And... I was in the room. So I'd been through a mammogram, ultrasound. I'd been through tests. And now I was going to have a biopsy all on the same night. And I had my biopsy. And it's um, what they do is they use a long, thin, very thin, um, it's like a needle. Yeah. But when it goes in, they have to take it right from the middle of the... the, um, the mass yeah and it's fucking painful oh my god but they don't yeah they and they they they, you got local on on it it's like a little gel that they put on it but it's fucking painful hell i remember then oh my god thinking shit like this is was anyone with you no i went on my own i thought you know everything's fine yeah the next day I got a call to say that I had to go. I had to go back because they wanted to go. They wanted to. Ha- they want. So what they do is when they take when they go through the heart of the mass, then they go round it and they see 
how big it is because obviously the mass is just a lump and it could be more in the breast. So I went back the next day and they took more biopsies and then I was sent to the the Royal London, is it, in um, Whitechapel? Yeah. That was like a week later. I had more tests with them. I was sent back to Ips. This went on for literally three months. Oh, my God. I think I went routinely and then I had a breast consultant and nobody could figure out exactly what cancer I had. So I'd right. been told it was it was it was um what they call it carcinoma, which is like the pre cancer cells. So right. I was told that in the beginning. So yeah. I was fully aware that I had cancer, but I was told that I had pre cancer cells. Right. So it's not as serious. It's very yeah. you know, and it's very manageable and they can they can work work with you and it's it's fine. So I was like, okay, that's 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 good for me. I've got a small child. I've got a job. Yeah. Um, my family aren't here, but my friends are here. I can manage it. It's good. It's good. We're good to go. And then my consultant, um, Peter Fracker from Whips Cross, who was fucking amazing. He was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. He said to me, "We're never going to find out what cancer it is unless we take out your lymph nodes." So bearing in mind, this was three months after I'd first went. Right. And I was like, well, well okay, where, where are you? Uh, for a start, I didn't even know what, what your lymph nodes were. No, I don't were. know. <laughs> I was like, what are they? What are they? They it's sound really, my cellulite. They sound really interesting. <laughs> um, but what they're are they? in, they're like your sweat glands. So, okay. So they're underneath your arms, they're in your neck, yep. in your groin. Oh. Yeah. I was just touching my groin there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, they're, they're in parts of your body where obviously you um, sweat. Or okay, you, yeah. And it's a detox, fine. It, detox, it takes out all the rubbish yeah. and then it circulates around. They are very important, I've said, since yeah. I've come to realise. Um, so I went into whips and I had my lymph nodes taken out under my arm. Right. And um, when I came round... Like, Peter Fracker is, like, in my face. <laughs> and he's like, well, right, we're going to get them checked. I was like, okay. But he had this look of... He didn't really know quite how to look at me. Yeah. And and I think at that point I did realise this is actually more serious than, you know... Yeah. Like these pre-cancer cells that everybody had been banded about. And um, I think I had cancer in... I think it was, like, nine... Of my lymph nodes. Right. Which had meant it had started to pass through my body. Right. And they wanted to do a CT scan of my sternum and my spine. Yeah. Because uh, they could see um, a shadow in my lungs and my sternum and my spine. Right. And I was like, fuck. Not only have I got breast cancer, but I might also have it yeah. elsewhere because it's obviously passed through my lymph nodes. So I then went through another month of feeling like shit. I've got all these tests again, all these things to sort of comprehend while still going to work, while still caring for a child. Yeah. While still my family are, you know, in Wales. I was so lucky. I had um, amazing, like, friends like Aisha, Kelly, Joe. I had all these wonderful people, um, Tembi, who literally just kept me going through these months. Um and how were you feeling in yourself at so this time? I felt fine. You felt physically, you felt fine. It was just felt obviously fine. extremely run- stressful. The, the, the really weird thing is, I was running probably every day. Yeah. And I was 
I was quite thin. I was, I was tiny. I'd lost quite a lot of weight. Mm. But I thought that was from the running. Yeah. But cancer make, cancer has an effect on your weight. You lose quite a lot of weight rapidly. Right. So once it gets to a certain stage, because cancer's quite slow growing. Yeah. But once it gets to a certain stage, that's when you start to notice. And one of the things I did realise was, God, my weight has plummeted quite a lot. Yeah. Um, then when I sort of found out that I had it all in my lymph nodes, I went for all the tests, the CT scans. I went, God, I, could, I honestly, I don't know how many times I sat in, in the doctor's surgeries or hospital surgeries and... I was just like, it was confusing to know what I what I was up against. Yeah. I saw that my sternum was fine, my spine was fine, and my lungs were fine. Yeah. But my breast, I had a nine and a half inch mass. Wow. So it was big. Oh my God, that's really big. And then I had it, I, it just covered my breast. Yeah. Sorry, that was me touching my breast again. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's a nice breast. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so at that point, I had seven whole days to figure out what I wanted to do so I was told I had to have a mastectomy yep but then I got told so I obviously don't know I was 39 nearly 40 I didn't know that that what the options were when they take your breast off yeah I didn't know that you could have your buttocks like you know or your thighs or your you, you know the back of your the the squidgy bit of your back. I didn't know yeah. every stump. I didn't know you could have all these things removed to make your breast. I just thought that you could have an implant. Yeah, that was like the the most plausible kind of argument for me that that would be the the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, no, wasn't <laughs> obviously <laughs> in my life. Um, I was like told that um, I was. Um, a good candidate to mm. have this thing called a Dieppe flap. Right. So I didn't really know what a Dieppe flap was, and I literally had seven days. And I remember Googling it, right? Yeah. And you, you, anybody can Google this, and you can watch the surgery. Oh and it's God. fucking mental. It is mental. But for somebody who's facing it, who's quite young, yeah, who doesn't really know about, you know, anything to do with cancers or breast cancers... I remember feeling physically sick, going, oh, my God. Like, they've just given me this piece of paper with this this word on it. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. However, I was given um, a consultation and told, you know, if you have an implant, mm. it, it might fail because it's an alien... It's it's an alien, like an alien invasion in your body. Yeah. So it could it could fail. Yeah. Um, if you have a, a deer at a flat, they take the... Um, so it's a muscle saving. So you don't take any muscle, but they take the fat, the skin, and the blood vessels from your stomach. Yeah. Or your belly. And they make your breast. So they completely remove your bre- your old breast. Yeah. Because I had it in my... I had cancer in my nipple, so that was gone as well. And I had um, the option of having this deer flap. So my stomach... It would be hip to hip, um, all the fat in it. I didn't have a fat stomach, by the way. <laughs> I did, really. Um, but I did have... Um, that. They, they can then take the, the blood vessels up. They can, like, wiggle them up by my, my, what's microscopic, whatever they do. But they move the arteries up 
to your breath so that you're it's a living it's, it's unbelievable a living isn't it it's, it's incredible. absolutely unbelievable yeah. but then when you get told well it is plastic surgery and it will take about 12 to 14 hours to do <gasps> and um it's quite dangerous and it were might you out not, that whole time yeah so they put you, you out yeah and you might not you you it might fail so oh you're you're it's literally a long time to be out for as well yeah, isn't it yeah totally so you're you're given these kind of you're given these options you're given these papers to look through but seven days isn't that long so you've got to face cancer you've got to face yeah. the prospect of cancer you've got to face the fact that you're not going to see your child for a little bit you've got you've got to face the fact that you've got to tell your employer and at the time they were fucking amazing like big up to Derek Barrett and Jane because I don't think I would have been in a good place because yeah. they they said to me just just go just leave it and just decide what you're going to do um but I did decide to have the Dieppe flap and yeah. my my breast consultant who took off my breast Peter Fracker mm. he was in surgery and an amazing man called Fortune Iwagua, who was my plastic surgeon. Yeah. And he'd already been to see me before, and he was really confident. You get the option. I went to um, I went to uh, Chelmsford, the Broomfield um, yeah. Hospital, and you get an option to go and see women who've had it done. Okay. But I didn't have that option because I was seven days in. <laughs> so I was down to about two days, and I was like, well, didn't really have a lot of choice. I had... Yeah, 12-hour surgery. Um, my mum and my little sister were there. My brother was in um, my brother was in Australia and um, he was flying home just to look after me afterwards. Yeah. But it was my mum my and my sister. And um, I remember coming round and, like, you don't you don't honestly know how you're going to feel when you get told you're going to lose your breast. Oh my god. You don't do you don't fully accept that you're going to be different. Yeah. And it's like and it's a it's a, like a really weird feeling. Yeah. And the, the only thing that I went, I can remember looking at my mum and my sister and I was like just dying to have a oh look at it. Oh god, yeah. And I just looked like a patchwork quilt. Yeah. I just looked like I've been looked like the fucking ragdolls. Oh. Like, I look like I've been, yeah, like I, I could see the stitching. I had drains everywhere. I had, um, I had what looked like, because they, they draw on you as well. They draw yeah. on you pre, pre, um, surgery. And I could see this, this kind of square bit, which I'd seen that they'd drawn <laughs> on my stomach that was now fucking up on my oh boob. My and I was like, what the heck's that? Oh my anyway, god! I was I was fine, and I honestly did I did recover the next sort of couple of nights. Um, How long were you in hospital for? I was in hospital for two weeks, but I had a chest infection. I got oh, a chest infection really hell. badly, and um, I was sick. I was really bad, and I remember saying to my mum, "Like that's it." I've reached the end of of the line. Like yeah. I can't, like I can't, um, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And they phoned, um, they phoned Fortune, Oyakuwa, my plastic surgeon. And I, I, I was a Sunday, and I was, I felt very, very 
like a Noel, um, and he came to see me. So he'd already spoken to my family, and he, and then he came to see me, and he was like, he just came to check on how I was. Aww. And he sat on my bed, and he was like, this, these things happen. There's nothing you need to be afraid of. It's not... Um, there's, there's, this, this is just part of the process, unfortunately. It's like a really invasive surgery, so getting a chest infection is all part of it. Yeah. The problem with the chest infection is you've got a fucking cough, ain't you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you're coughing, and it's like you feel like you're yeah. going to, you know, you're going to split your bloody yeah. stitches. But I, I, I had... Um, there was two women in, in, in the wards who, like, I will hold them in my heart for quite a long forever and ever because they'd made my they made my time in 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 the Broomfield really really special um these two women had been one had been through cancer and one had been through um a double mastectomy but because her family had had cancer yeah and her mum and her sister her mum passed away and I think her sister had cancer mm. so she had life sparing um, surgery we were we were like the naughtiest women <laughs> in the whole you ward. were naughty naughty really naughty we were so naughty it's ridiculous <laughs> I mean we were laughing joking but it but but and we needed that yes yeah we needed that we needed that sense of like and I, every time I talk about my cancer, I think about these two women because they honestly got me through some of the most painful parts. Yeah, because you're literally in a in a bed with drains. Oh, you're having to be. They check your what they call your flap, which is the actual surgery itself. Yeah, and I'm bearing in mind I've got no fucking nipple. Yeah, like, you know you're 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 literally cut from hip to hip. Yeah, and you just look. So bizarre. You've also, I also had these, um, you look like a mummy, all these things that they put around you. It's just weird. It's just so, but that was the start of my journey. Yeah. Because then when I got out, then I had to have chemotherapy, then I had to have radiotherapy. I mean, chemotherapy was pretty horrific because you're, um, you're sat wait. I could just remember being sat waiting for hours and hours on end. Did you have it at the same place? Was it at Chelmsford as well? No, you went? I had to have it in um, St Paul's. Okay, St Paul's. So I went um, every. So had to get the fucking tube. We had to get the tube. Oh god! And I remember being with my brother and um, my friend Siobhan, and um, I remember that both of them like because I'd had Siobhan was really good. Siobhan used to take me. To, to my chemo so did my brother it'll be you know my always my brother but um she I think one of them asked to, for somebody to get up off their seat because yeah. I just had chemo but I didn't look like I'd had you don't look like you have chemo yeah. you don't look like you know yeah. at that stage I'd only had just one and I think somebody said no <laughs> like she doesn't look like she's had chemo and I, I remember feeling just slightly drunk at that stage yeah. it felt, felt slightly weird there's this really weird smell that comes when you've had chemo that's a really strange what, smell what is it what happens they just they basically kill everything in your body so you have it intravenously oh but then you have other drugs to flush it yeah and you could be there for seven six seven hours Fucking you could hell. be there for longer waiting i think yeah. i waited 12 hours once <gasps> Because you're in a you're in a hospital which is like um, 
it's like a it's like the epicenter of of you can't have chemo in any just any hospital it has yeah. to be you know delivered by a chemo nurse it has yeah. to be you have to make sure the the medication is checked and ready and it's a it's a massive process yeah um but it's the most horrific thing like i so i refused my last one how many um, did you have i had five okay and i refused my last one because i had got to the stage where i couldn't i couldn't physically do anymore yeah there was the 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 worst time was i think my brother had gone to wales and my mum my mum was staying with me and I think I'd just, I'd just had enough and my poor mum, I sent her home and I shut the door but I didn't ask her for like, like to make sure that there was gas or electric or milk or, or food. I just didn't want her in the house. I didn't yeah. want her to see me have to go through this quite traumatic yeah. couple of days. I didn't have any gas. I didn't have any electric. Oh, I didn't have anything in the fridge. And I had to do like 24 hours. And you, you basically feel like you're... Because they give you steroids as well. Yeah. So you feel like you're, you're up constantly. Like you're awake. You feel sick. You give you anti-sickness meds. Mm. You, you cut, you're so restless. You're so in a panic. Yeah. Because you want it to stop. Yeah. And I think after that... I think I called my friend um, Kelly. And I think well, Kelly was great because Kelly and Glenn gave me like an iPad so that I didn't have to sit in the front room. Mm. I sat in, um, I sat, could sit in my bedroom. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to be anywhere. I didn't want to be in any part of the flat that I lived in. Yeah. I just wanted to be in bed with an iPad. Yeah. Um, but it, but, but that was like a surreal experience because that made me feel really like alone. Like very vulnerable, very just really isolated. It was ho- it was horrible. Yeah. And after that, I just said, "I'm not having. I can't." Where I, was Idris? He was with. Luckily, um, Marvin was amazingly supportive. And yeah. Took him a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and then I had um, Holly and Donna from the nursery. Yeah. Who spent lots of time with Idris. So how old was Idris? There was only two. Right. Does he remember? He doesn't remember anything. Oh, thank God for that. My amazing friend Sam cut my hair and um, I chose to have Idris in the same room as me. So Sam came to my house. Yeah. And he was, he, you know, he's one of my best friends. I love him. And he cut my hair with Idris. And I've got photographs of... He just thought it was fun. He just, yes. he just thought it was a fun time. Yeah. And Sam made it really fun for him and for us. And we did like a video, um, and I did post it, but it's quite an emotional video. Like yeah. looking back, um, yeah. No, he didn't didn't really notice. And then I had another amazing friend, Sherry, who who Mike. I by the end of my chemo, like I had no fucking eyebrows. Yeah, I looked like something from a Star Trek. Did you Trek. lose everything? All hair. So I was. I had what they call um, a cat. It's like a it's like a cap you can wear, and it and it saves some of your hair. Okay, but f- it's like having like ice on your head. <laughs> um, it's it's so painful. Oh God! So you can have it, but you have to have like medication because it is so painful. I had tried persevered with it because I wanted to save my beautiful hair. 
I'll persevere <laughs> until the fifth one. And that's when I lost about 90% of my hair. Aww. But I was like, I'd, I was trying everything. I did like hair wraps. My my brother's girlfriend, Millie, and her sister, Michaela, gave me like these amazing like wraps to do my hair. So yeah. Michaela's a hairdresser. Um, Sam gave me these like spray things so I could spray and then, you know, little bits of bobs that were missing. <laughs> Tembi was like a, a wig queen. So she was like all for me getting a wig. Like she was, that's all she, <laughs> she wanted. She loves a wig. She loves the wig. Um, and that's when I, I, I went for a wig in the end. Yeah. And that, but I was very sure it was, I didn't have it for very long. Um, and I don't really like it. Yeah, I hated it. I felt like a fraud. So weird. I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't feel right. Yeah. But I went back to work. I only had six months off. All of that for six months. You had six months off after you finished, or six months off in total? Six months off in total. Oh my god! I know. Not long. And then. So how long after your last chemo session did you go back to work? Then not long. It was really quick. Wow. But I was very lucky. That that I was my employer, which was um, Newham Council. They made an arrangement that I could go to do my radiotherapy, and then I could go home because it it, it, right. it it drains your body quite a lot. So what's the radiotherapy then? So that's where you go in, and you have to have a, like a cast made of, of of your body, and they it's radioactive. It's like right, know, okay. I mean, it's I had it. I think I had it on my neck had it on my breast and had it on my back so you have it's targeted yeah and it just it lasts about i think it was there for about maybe half an hour but you just feel exhausted it's yeah. like the weirdest thing but you feel exhausted anyway. you've been through surgery chemo <laughs> radiotherapy yeah. it's like you fucking can't like you do yeah. you can't operate anymore but I was lucky I, I, I managed to make it work and then afterwards I had this thing called Herceptin so my cancer is I'm H, I'm HER2 positive um, so I had to have this thing called Herceptin at the end. What does that mean? What does HER2 positive mean? So HER2 positive, I'm going to get my notes out. <laughs> You've written it all down Because I don't fucking know <laughs> um, I'm really up on my own cancer <laughs> Oh, so God. to remember, Harry. Well, like, so I didn't actually realise there's, like, two, 250, like, different breast cancers. 250 so different breast cancers? Apparently, you can have, like, as many. They're not all the same. They don't all, they don't all, they're not all the same in their characteristics. So oh, when I, God. so when you're told you've got breast cancer, you just think you've got breast cancer. No, you've got, and then it attaches itself to a name and then, then that that then sort of directs the medication right, and the okay. that you have. So you could have any one. So I'm HER2 positive. It's quite an aggressive form of cancer. It's to do with the growth cells, uh, the protein growth cells in the breast. Um, instead of them restoring, growing and repairing, mine just mutated really quickly and that's right. what the mass was. And then around it were these precancer cells, and which is why it grew to such a size that I probably over maybe one or two years. It's quite it's, the cancer's not. People think when they get cancer, they've got it just then, but it's really slow growing. Yeah, yeah. You grow and grow and grow. 
Um, so that's the Herceptin stops that in its tracks, more or less. Right. And it can save you for, I think, quite, I think maybe five or ten years. Okay. So you have it for a number, you have it every three weeks. Yeah, I had to go back to St. Paul's, I had to camp. <laughs> and then you have and to. And how have, do you get that? Yeah, it's, it's intravenous as well. How long for? Oh, no, it isn't. It's in your, I think it's in your, was it in my thigh? I had it for quite a while. Yeah. I had it for quite a while, every three weeks. It doesn't really have any side effects, but it, may, it used to make me feel a bit sick. Yeah. And it has to go in, um, I think, yeah, it's in your leg and it's in your muscle. Right. Um, and I, again, I put another, I can get all these videos because they're quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I had all these things, but the the one the one thing is why I decided I didn't want to have my last chemo was I didn't have any hair. Yeah. I was having to go still for treatment. Didn't have any eyebrows. Didn't have any eyelashes. Mm. Thankfully, I had a friend who did some microblading. <laughs> Love you, Sherry. Um, I wasn't really allowed to have it, but oh, I wouldn't have it anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, you had cancer. You had like chemo. <laughs> I went and had it. Bless her. She she did it for me. And I remember looking at myself, thinking, "What the fuck have I done?" Like it was so red. And I got on the tri- I got on the central line. I thought, "Oh my god, I've." I've damaged myself. I've really done myself a mischief. Anyway, the next day it was fine. But, um, yeah, and I think that's that was the point. I go, no, I can't, can't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm not doing anymore. I'm not, I'm not not putting myself through it anymore. And that was, that, that, that was quite an experience. And what happens when you, when you finish and you finish your treatment is you've got to start living your life and, How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That I think, I think that's when it becomes quite. It can become quite tricky because your body is not the same. Yeah. You know, you look in the mirror and I look different to everybody else. I remember going to Bikram Yoga uh, in in Loughton and you're in the shower. I didn't want to get in the shower. Yeah. I remember people staring because I was, I was young still. Yeah. I'm still young, you know. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, don't have a nipple. I don't don't look the same. People are staring at me. And I honestly could not wait to get out and I haven't been back since there's certain situations where like when I look online and I see people talking about like their body issues and stuff yeah like they don't have a they don't have a clue because when people have like life sparing surgery yeah and you're left with and you know I, I think it's I've been left with a quite an amazing you know like I look amazing you can never tell honestly I you had to point it out to me and I still yeah. can't believe it. I still am shocked when you do get it out and there's no nipple because it's just, you just haven't got a nipple. No. It's like, why haven't you? It's absolutely No, it just calls it my amazing. smooth one. It calls it my smooth boob. <laughs> smooth criminal. It's like you've just <laughs> cut yourself shaving. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's unbelievable. Totally. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I've had some surgeries. I had, you have these things called dog ears. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They're my tits. And yeah, I know. <laughs> and you can have them. I had that surgery done where they take the sides of the... Um, so when they do hip to hip, they take the sides of it, they pinch it and then they sew it. And it yeah. just takes down the fat. I've had surgery under my arm. I will have a nipple. Yep. But I'm going to do what they call nipple sharing. Because <laughs> my nipples are <laughs> so big. I know, I could have, well that's, could, what, yeah. that's what you said about mine, I was like, hello, you are talking about my nipple, you're talking about my nipple, um, but yeah, I might have the nipple share, which they cut the nipple, Yeah. your other nipple, and they share it with the other one, yeah. so I might have that one, but I do, but I do feel like I'm ready to have that, there's, there's been lots of times where I've not been ready to so what do they do, have. do they literally cut it in half? Yeah, so a normal so a normal surgery to have nipples would be they do a prosthetic, um, or they could do a three D the three D tattoos are incredible. Yeah, they as far are. As I'm concerned, um, but I but again, I, I think I keep saying I'm young and yeah, you're young. I have yeah, and this is how long these things take. I yeah. mean, I'm forty nine. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm actually only 43. Um, but, you you know, these things take time. But yeah. what they do is they take, they cut, they cut um, like a cross and they pull, they pull the skin and they, um, they stitch around and they make the nipple. Okay, yeah. Um, and then they can have a tattoo around the outside. Yeah. But that doesn't stay long. It, it goes a bit flat after a few years. Right. So I don't want that one. Yeah. The 3D one I would be comfortable having... But as my nipple on the left is so large, I might as well have that one on the right, darling. I might as well do whatever I can have done, to be honest. Yeah. But now I've got, um, yeah, now I've got a flat stomach. Because when they do the surgery, I had cesarean. Yeah. So they got rid of my cesarean scar. Oh, yeah. So they do stuff like that for you. Yeah. 
you're, you're bloody lucky, <laughs> you know. But I've had things like I've had moles taken out from my my feet because I thought it was cancer. Yeah. I've had lumps in my other breast. I've had, I, honestly, when when you find anything, yeah, you're like straight on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's where this. That's where this. I think the your story and your journey begins because you have to live with it every day, and you have to go for tests and you have to go for. So how often do you have to go for tests? So now it's slightly. <clears throat> Slightly eased off a bit. I don't know whether that's because of the coronavirus. <laughs> um, but I used to go like every month. Yeah. I was going quite regular. Um, and I have a mammogram um, once a Is year. Is that where they, they flatten them? Yeah, it's mammogram. It, yeah. It's horrible. It's sore. It's sore. And I have a friend um, called Sue. Um, so my really beautiful friend Sally who um who did a lot a lot a lot for me yeah her friend um had breast cancer um and she just she talked to me a lot about the danger of of, of mammograms and having them too often so now I will have them once a year but yeah I won't have them any more than that um and I do think that you know, even though women are young and they think women are very young to have cancer if you're, you know, 40 or below, you should still have the right to have it because I think that we, they don't, they just don't, like, it just seems like there's no, there's no testing for these things. Yeah. You don't, and, and and you don't always know if you're going to feel something yeah. and if you feel something, how long that might take for you to respond to that feeling. Yeah could take quite a while yep um or confide in somebody luckily i confided in my friend sally um i think a number of my my friends i sort of told and my mum and my sister and i went to the doctor straight away didn't yeah yeah funny about with it i just took it but yeah it's 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 um it's a strange thing to be labeled with cancer yeah i think and no, and I, and lots of people used to say, well, "Why? Why do you talk about it so much? Or why do you post things on Facebook?" I've had people saying, "You know, because I've put some quite graphic things on my Facebook." And I've, I was saying, "Well, you know, really, when I was looking for solutions yeah. to my ordeal, I just saw horror stories. I honestly yeah. just saw horror stories. So for me, if I can put out something that's positive, yeah." That is real. Like there are yeah, real yeah. videos on there of me having a septin. There are me having, you know, Sherry's microblade in my face. You know, that's <laughs> I've put that on. Sam's cutting my hair when I've had my first chemo. Yeah. They are, they are just moments, snippets in my life and that journey that that are real. Yeah, they're not not made up. I haven't, I haven't given you a story. It's yeah. not fiction. It's it's real life. So for me, if I could change and help a couple of women yep. uh, to make positive choices, then that's that's all well and good. And and throughout my time, I've had I've had countless amounts of women and men because men get breast cancer as well. I might I have to just say that. Do they? Yeah, they do. It's very, it's really it's quite common with men. Wow. Yeah. It is, and it's quite unbelievable. And if uh, I, and I've had people say they've found lumps 
but they've come to me or they've messaged me or they've texted me or, and I've been like wow it's like and you feel real like a sense of responsibility yeah. and I'll never ever say to somebody don't be daft no you yeah. don't I always say if you if you you know you need to make a, an appointment you need to get yourself checked um, and that is a the, the the best advice you can yeah. give anybody. Always check it out. Always check it out. Don't think that anything is not worth yeah. doing that. Because you never know. You never know. And that's what the doctors are for. Exactly. It's like when they, you know, when they examine your boobs. <laughs> they, they pick like, them off you know, the floor. I well, I went, I'm tickle really them. freckly. <laughs> tickle them on the floor, don't they, Amy? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, and I had a mole that, looked like it had changed yeah. a bit so I was like I went to the doctor but it's fine yeah but it was but and he told me that it has to be over a certain like normally they're over a certain size yeah. and like That's how it. they change and I, I was like oh okay you ain't got to worry oh and I had it removed <laughs> that was like the weirdest thing ever but my beautiful friend Holly um last I hope she doesn't mind me saying this but um she 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 had um she had skin cancer in the back of her leg. Thank God her boyfriend is a bit of a perv. Because he just kept saying, that's getting bigger, that's getting bigger, you need to go, you need to go, you yeah. need to go. And she did it out of spite. She went to do- out of spite to say, do you want to come back and go, I yeah, told yeah. you it was nothing. Well, it wasn't nothing, it was something. Fuck. So I think all of these experiences in my life and all the people that are in my life who've had... Like I've got, I've got countless amounts of stories. Yeah, and you just, you just can't say to people, you can't brush them off and say that they're nothing. No, you can't, because we don't live in that world anymore. No, we don't. We really don't. And we don't because there's, you know, children. There's, you know, young adults. There's uh, older, older people who get it. So you know, it's a, it's a very real experience. Yeah, and it's something that I won't, I don't take lightly. So, you know, that's why I do take my fitness quite seriously. Yep. I do take my, um, just like the things I eat. So how long ago, how long have you been clear for? Three and a bit years. Because, I mean, it's abs- I mean, you'd never know. And unless you tell people, no, no. one would ever know that you're no, cancer survivor. No, I felt survivor. like I had a bit of a rebirth. I feel, yeah. like it, I feel like it was the moment that, that, that said to me, you've got to fucking wake up, love. Yeah. Otherwise, this is not your life. Is just going to be shit. So, like, I live my life. Like, oh, I lived my life yeah. before, but I didn't. I don't think I lived my life in the best way. I was like a, you know, sort of destructive mode. Yeah. Whereas now I'm just a bit more like I like semi-destructive. Being, yeah. Now I'm like. <laughs> now I'm like like I like being at home. I like being with my child. I like yeah. Being with my friends. Um. I don't. I don't. Don't really push push the limits yes. of my body anymore. I think you enjoy yourself, but you don't take the piss. I really don't. No. <laughs> Which is the best way, really. Oh, you can't. You're too old for it, Amy. Oh, I was too old when I was 20. I could... Right, look, this is how old I am. I'm going to confess something. <laughs> I did text Amy tonight saying, Amy, I just sneezed and I thought I'd wet myself. And she said, has that never happened before? I went, no, it fucking hasn't. So now I'm doing Kegels as I'm speaking to you guys. <laughs> but do it when you brush your teeth. What? That's what I do every night when I brush my teeth. Yeah, but what I'm trying to work out is how long have you had this issue for? Do I'm... you wear a tenor lady? I've always worn them. What? 
I, do you know what? I've I've never really had the problem until I had kids. But even now, like we did um, skipping at the gym the other day. Did you work And yourself? I started doing skipping. And I was like, fuck. And I did. I worked myself. Did you? But then the next day I'll do it and I'll be fine. So it's not all the time. Hang on a minute. It's just every now I've and then. I've got to tell Stuart and Paul that that's the reason why <laughs> I was actually corner. outside. <laughs> that's why pissy corner smells like pissy corner. But I was like, oh my God, actually, it's just coming out. But it depends, it, you know, it's where I am in my cycle. I always oh talk my about my God. periods, but it is, it's where I am in my cycle. I've never known anything like it. Like with um, jumping jacks <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can do them sometimes, I'll be absolutely fine. And other times I'll do them and I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this. <laughs> oh but it's not God. a lot. It's just like a little bit. Yeah, no. But we went, you know, when all them trampoline parks started coming in, yeah. coming in the rage, I went with um, my mate oh Andrew. Oh my God, you shit yourself. <laughs> Juno was like two i think and um my mate andrew was straight on there and she was like jumping up and down and all of a sudden she just stopped <gasps> and her face she was like i've got to toilet and she just ran and it was the funny and i was like what's the matter with her oh and then God, she was she... like i fucking pissed myself and i was like because we'd not obviously not done any exercise since we'd had our second babies oh my god yeah and this it, is what life is all so about funny. isn't it but it, but yeah, I mean, I'm not. Some people are, are really bad. Like once they have kids, they're they're, they're fucked. God, I've done well then. Yeah, you have and done I've well. Had if that's the first time. And you've had cancer. <laughs> I pull that card a lot, by the way. <laughs> don't I? I try to make people feel really sorry for me, but I generally think it's, they don't. It's because it's like such a shock because you're you're such a healthy, vibrant person, and I suppose yeah. like stereotypically, like when you think of. Well, sick people, you don't think of no. happy, shiny, bouncy people, do you? No, you think it'd be, really. there'd be an obvious thing you could see. Yeah. And yeah, you, no. you're just not that person. No. But no. that's why it's so good for you to talk and share your story. Totally. Yeah. Because you're all right. You're here. You're living life. You yeah. look great. Everything's great. It's really important not to be too macabre about it. And yeah. I do have a bit of a sense of humour about it. I do take it seriously. Yes. But I do... Ta- I, but I do do you see the funny side of some of the things that I had to, you know, had to go through? Yeah. Because if you don't, like, honestly, it would, it would do, you just, you wouldn't handle it mentally. Yeah. There's lots of women who, you know, and men, you know, who've gone through cancer and they've never been the same since. Yeah. And it has an effect on your children as well and your circle of friends. And yeah. like, there's those are things that it affects. Um, I was just really lucky. I had amazing circle of friends my family were amazing um and I just had people that wanted me to win yeah and I wanted to win for them there was only a couple of moments where like that time in the hospital which I won't ever forget and I think I think I did some funny things like um my friend Kelly and Glenn came oh my and my other friend Jane who was my boss at work not my direct boss a couple of bosses above (laughs) And I think I was so delirious. I think I got. I said, "Do you want to see my? Do you want to see my boobs?" <laughs> and I got my top out, and I think Glenn's face was like, "Fucking what the fuck am I looking at?" And I think I did it with my family as well. I've got quite a lot of um, male cousins, and uh, I think they just thought, "Oh my god, like Harry, but like put it away." But I was quite proud of my boob, and I used to say, yeah. "Well, it hasn't got a nipple, so." It's, it's not classed as a boob. It's not, it's not classed as a boob. So I just could get it out. I think I whipped it out quite a lot. And I do get it's my nice boobs boob. out quite a lot. But you've got really nice boobs and a nice bum. Oh, God, I my bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's really the, the cancer story. Yeah. So, you know, don't come to me if you want any technical <laughs> knowledge because clearly I don't have a fucking clue. But, um, but you don't need to know all that no. shit. I've got it written words. down if anybody yeah. wants to know. <laughs> and, I, and I'm very good at Google. Yeah. That's the problem, though, Google. Have you ever been... Yes. A, you want to be on them forums. Yeah, oh, no. I talked about forums no, before. No, 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 no. I went on them cancer forums. <laughs> Fuck me, you think about six months from fucking death. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I would never, ever, ever, ever go on them ever again. It's always Ever. the worst case scenario, I think, with Google. When you Google any illness, it's like the worst thing comes up. Oh, and totally. You could have a common cold and think you're dying. But it's like with birth stories, everyone always wants to tell you their worst yeah, story, like the worst thing. And I imagine that is with a lot of stuff, is people want yeah. to share their, for whatever reason. But I think, Yeah, and I think that you, I'm not saying that people exaggerate because it's not, it's not really like that, but I think probably over time, you forget because you're not in that moment so you like when I said to you earlier I don't remember some of the words I don't remember some of the things so you kind of you embellish it slightly I would imagine yeah because you're just trying to think about oh shit what happened then oh god what happened then or what did I do then you just can't help it but yeah um, I mean I think that um there's loads of good advice out there I did go to Macmillan I think they're incredible and I got quite a lot of advice from them. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of older fr- like So the older friends I had who'd had people that had cancer, they were like my go-to people. And Sally, my friend Sally, who was just incredible. She was very, she's very earthy. She's very, like, she, she does lots of stuff around. Um, like, just, she's a bit more... Um, non-traditional so she she just gave me good advice about you know which which sort of routes to take Mm -hmm. um you know ask people who've had it ask people who you know have had cancer yeah you know um there's loads of really good blogs I followed loads of good Instagram accounts and I followed people that weren't necessarily in the UK. Yeah. Um, There's a woman in Australia who had an amazing tattoo over her breast and I've still got her messages that we messaged each other and she messaged me. Things like that were really powerful to me. Yeah. Not forums. Yeah. Not not an A4 piece of paper telling me about the you know, procedure. Yeah. It was actually asking. Yeah. Um, and not being afraid to ask. But there's there's a um, there's a young um cancer patient um Facebook page which is monitored and it's got I don't know how many thousands of group and we'll share this with um with our with our listeners. Yeah. That was really good as well. And they, they just release poems and stories and things that are quite positive. Yeah. They, that's a good place to go. But, yeah, there's lots out there. That's, my, like, my worst nightmare. Like, kids, cancer, and one of our good friends at the gym, yeah. his, his little girl had leukaemia. Yeah. And, yeah, that is just... Some people go through absolutely unbelievable, awful things, don't they? Yeah. Do you think you've just got to be so thankful for what you've got? You and, really do. You've just got to live your life. Yeah. You've got to be really kind of... Um, really quite selfish as well sometimes yeah 
with your time and your energy yep. and not get sucked into things that don't concern you or matter to you. And don't waste time with negative people. Don't, honestly. <laughs> that's why Have I'm leaving. Life. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, no, I think I'm just, yeah, just smart, smiling, laughing. Yeah, if you there. can. If you can, yeah. It takes a while. It does take a while, but you well. you have done amazing. You really have. She's looking at my boobs. I'm right looking. Now. I always look at your boobs. Um, that I remember when I met you mm. and I first you first told me about it. I just couldn't believe it because I was like, because I think it had only been. Yeah, and I have known you. Is it a year or two years? It's only a year, isn't it? A year it? and a bit. Yeah. No, no, year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Feels like so much longer. It was actually that long after I met you. Then really about a year and a bit after. Yeah. I'd met you. Yeah. So, but I and you, I remember when you told me, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like that was really recent. Yeah. And you're so all right because my my good friend sadly died yeah. of she had cancer. She went through um, it, she went through it for about five years, but she it was like a continuous thing with her. So even though mm. she did look all right, do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't my experiences have been like she was never. No, you know, back to herself. Yeah. It was always like kind of kept coming back in different places, and you know, but um, but yeah, I just couldn't believe that you were so all right, yeah. and especially like having your whole tit off and a new one. Yeah, right. like just thinking about that operation, like having a boob job is bad. Not that I obviously know, no. but having stuff cut out of your stomach, yeah, and all that as well going on. Did you know I, mean, what I didn't actually think? I think like. Some of the things that keep you going are, so, uh, so if you detach from some of those things, like, I was, like, saying to our good friend, Michaela, like, I had um, a friend who did me, like, a care package, so she did me mm. a survival pack, and I remember going through we, all these stages in my journey like quite horrific stages but I'd always retreat back to this pack because it had like funny videos it had like things like funny books it had like coloring like so that it would distract me from yeah getting involved in that whole process of sucking me into something that I didn't really want to yeah that I didn't want to go down um things like that or people like having conversations with people when I felt down yeah um and then at the end of it like just celebrating that your life yeah in your life but i did have a party at the beginning so just before i went in to have my surgery yeah i had a party at bar 90 and i got absolutely <laughs> shit-faced i mean i got shit-faced that sounds really unlike you yeah i remember my friend Vic- victoria got me i I don't think I've drank so many shots in all my life, but all my friends were there. Yeah. All my friends came to support me. Things like memories like that got me through some yeah. dark, dark times. And and then they are responsible for you picking yourself up at the end. Yeah. Because you just remember, you internalise them. They become very important to you. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they really do. That's it. Mm. That's me. It's me and me, and me cancer, do you know Me and me? cancer. Your big C. Me and my, me and my big boo. <laughs> well, she's not big anymore. She's had a lot of surgery. Aww. But yeah, it's my stomach. And it's living. So if I put on weight, it puts on weight. If it's I lose just, weight, it loses weight. It's amazing. So it's, it'll always be, and it's, it's like got a lifetime guarantee. 
Thank and God for the NHS. Thank yeah, saving lives. That's and for amazing I, surgeons that, that's and what nurses. I clap for yeah. On a Thursday at eight o'clock. Yes. I clap for not just what they're doing now, but what they've done. Yeah. For past and present. Yep. Because that's what they do, and it is incredible. It is incredible. I, I honestly, when I got to the the Brumfield, I said. Um, is this a private hospital? <laughs> no, no, this is just the it's just the plastics. And I was like, but um, it looks like a private hospital. <laughs> and I was like to my mum, I can't, can't afford this. She's like, it's not. It's an NHS, but it's just plastics unit. But they yeah. have to. And I honestly, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. I got treated so well as and you should. Fortune Iwagua, who was my plastic surgeon was incredible. I think he's amazing. Yeah. And Peter Frecker, who was my um who was my breast consultant. And I had a It I'd does got, sound like you're saying Peter Fucker. I know it does. And <laughs> and my the, my most special uh, consultant, he's called Doctor um what's he called? Not Honey Bear. Connie Bear. <laughs> Connie Bear, not Honey Bear. He looked like a bit of a honey bear. Aww. Mr. Connie Bear. He he lives in Woodford, I believe. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I can't remember all of them. Yeah. They will never ever leave my memory. I well they saved faces. you, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Thank God. Thank God and now I'm here to, you know, play havoc with you. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much for sharing. God, how much have I oh god, I've been talking for hours. No, but that's good. That's good, isn't it? It's good. Right then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you later, alligator. <laughs> Sorry. We're not sure why we're laughing. <laughs> this is what you're going to hear after you've just listened to your cancer story. Yeah. It's us laughing so much. Is it? <laughs> Amy is giggling oh um, with fit. Right, well, um, I'll just take over because Amy... It's because obviously you've got me so emotional. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right, dear. well, um, that was that was the, um, that was the episode seven. Yeah, it was episode that seven. That was the cancer story. <laughs> Next week, I promise, we'll come back with something a little bit more funnier. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we thought, hope you found it a little bit useful. Yeah. Um, I just... It? Yeah. I just slapped my... How that sounds. Oh, right, you God. need to thank thank people. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Um, I want to thank um, first and foremost my um, the NHS and all the doctors and nurses and all the people that continue to keep me healthy. A massive special thank you to two of the, the most amazing women, Shelley and Sharon, um, who I was in hospital with, and they still are. Um, Really Where dear to me. Live? Are they local? No, one lives in um, Harlow, and one I believe has moved to Scotland. But to get yeah, away from you, yeah, probably. Yeah, do I love them both amazingly? And my friends and my family, I had um, amazing support. I can't, I'd, I would not have got through it without them, all of them, everybody. And I might have mentioned people um, tonight, and I might not have mentioned names, but. Everybody knows who they were. You know I've always, who you are. yeah. I've done. <laughs> what I've done is, um, I I used to do. I used to try and uh, do things for people to say thank you for keeping me going. And there's 
there's like like in my circle for yeah. for like looking after me. And we've done quite a few things. Um yeah, there's just loads of people that I'd love like like um my cousin Tara who's like amazing, my other friend Tara who did the support package for me and things. Like there's lots of people that you could spend all day thinking. Yeah. Um but everybody who was in my life, uh, who supported me? God, I don't think I'll ever forget that ever. But you, you're a lovely person, so people, you know, yeah, I think you get I mean, back what you put in. To yeah, the world. but a lot of my friends will tell you that they've spent a lot of time in hospital with me. <laughs> <laughs> like my friend um, Siobhan and Clarita have probably spent a good like my friend Clarita probably spent twenty five years. In hospital with me at some point or another. <laughs> Every single year there's been something. So they were like, you're fucking having a laugh. Mm. Now you've got cancer. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the icing on the cake, in it? But yeah, that's... I, I, but I do. I thank my family, thank my friends. Well, thank, thank you life, for really. And then thank, like, the people that keep me going now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Amy. <clears throat> thank you. Nicole, Sarah, Babs. Um, my little sister, brother, everybody really, the gym, everybody at the gym, all the girls and all the guys at the gym, just love We're it. lucky. It's a good Bambi. supportive, isn't it? Supportive yeah, family. Yeah, that's what you need. That's what it you is. need in life. It is what you need in life. Otherwise you'd be like, you know, functioning alcoholic. <laughs> well, or a functioning non-alcoholic water drinker. Um, I want to take this opportunity to... Um, Try and raise some money for our local children's hospice. Oh, My yeah. lovely daughter Lola is cutting off all of her beautiful hair to donate it to the Little Princess Trust who make oh. wigs for children who've got cancer. So it's a really, really lovely thing that she's doing. It's not completely selfless because she does want to cut her hair off. And I was like, there is no way you're yeah. cutting all that beautiful hair off. But she was like, I want to donate it. You can't really so say like, anything like that, can you? You can't, <laughs> can't say, say no. no. But no, it's, it's a really, it's lovely and... But I thought it would be a really good opportunity for us to then also try and raise some money yeah. for our wonderful local children's hospice. And especially... <coughs> oh, bless I you. I myself again. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially with um, the awful coronavirus yeah. stuff that's going on at the moment. I know that um, charities are really suffering because they can't do fundraising events. And Haven House do rely a lot on yeah, fundraising events, which yeah, yeah. obviously aren't happening. So now is... a good a time as any to try and raise some money for them so i'm going to post a link to the just giving page but if you could if you go to just giving and just type in lola's hair all one word together then it will come up um yeah we'll put it on our personal on oh, our social mama but yeah if you can donate Old. anything at all it'll be really greatly appreciated and once this crazy shit's over yeah. then we're going to get it done um and i'll post Post that as well well. yeah definitely 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 yeah but um yeah thanks for listening and if there's anything you want to talk about anything you want to discuss anything you want to share if anything that you want us to talk about yeah or you know if you want us to kind of touch on a subject get in touch don't touch amy but don't don't come anywhere near me no but (laughs) yeah touch base with us come and and get in contact yeah it'd be nice to hear from yeah, you. it would be. It would be, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? Wouldn't it? Take death? care. Thanks for listening. Yeah, subscribe. Thank you for subscribe, Mum and Mama Pod. Mama Mama Pod. Mama Mama Pod. Share. Mama Mama Share the God. love. We still haven't had a bloody jingle. No, we've got a song. 
The song that is the jingle is a song that I sing. Oh, right. But I'm not singing on it. So it's kind of like... Oh, she was going to do know. a rap, wasn't she? No, that's that ain't fine. That. Someone bloody messaged me about it saying, when's the rap? It's like, I ain't going to do a rap, am I? We're going to make her do a I rap. Did, do you know what I did do? <laughs> you know, our friend Leone, she sent us this... Um, one of her neighbours had put like this thing on like the local group of this song for them to sing while they were doing the clapping at like at the eight o'clock. But it wasn't a song. It was basically just a list of instructions that was repeated. It was really, and I was just like, that's shit. It's like, if you're going to go to all that effort of posting a song for people to sing, at least put some fucking effort into the words. So then they were like, all right, you know, like, go on then. So I wrote, I did write a song, it took me. Oh, I wrote the first a fucking song and I was like, see, it don't take 10 minutes to, you know. So if you'll do it for that, she won't do it for this. No. Right. But I'm like, you know, it's hard to mark, Jamie. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so, that was a really interesting story, wasn't it? Right, so when so, we come yeah. off the phone, I'm really going <laughs> to give her what for. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening thanks and for we'll listening. see you next week. Toodle pit. Bye. Bye. Work. <laughs>Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.